Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 323. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Got some good stuff to get to today. Uh, the NBA playoffs are in full bloom, as they have been for a while now, and uh, it's pretty glorious for some teams, and pretty... Uh, Pretty so-so for others. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I have uh, not been enjoying it uh, that much. Oh, but, um, <laughs> I think let's just start. We'll get one of the series out of the way. That's probably going to end soon. Um, the Heat are up 3-1 on the Knicks. The one game the Knicks won is the game that Jimmy Butler didn't play. Yeah, um, <clears throat> he will probably take care of the series, maybe even in the next game. So Yeah, the Knicks don't look good at all. And there was a quote from uh, <clears throat> Julius Randle after yesterday's game that he said, maybe they just want it more than us. And it's like, that's just already a defeated attitude. Yeah, you like, never want to see that from your team. Especially one of your leaders. I mean, him and Jalen Brunson are the two most impactful players on that team, I would say. And when you have him coming out and saying that, then you're already starting to feel defeated as a team. And they just don't look good. And Miami's getting hot at the right time, and it's been impressive because it's been without Tyler Hero, which is one of their you know, good scores, you know, I mean, I don't know how much he really affects, you know, a point spread or anything like that, but he's still impactful to have out there. But Jimmy Butler's playing again, like, you know, as well as he did, I felt like when they were in the bubble, like he's just been playing very well. I mean, I would say him and Devin Booker have probably played the best in the playoffs so far at this point out of all the teams and players combined, but he's, um, He's looking good, and I agree with Andy. I think uh, Miami might just finish this off uh, tomorrow in New York. I don't even think they're going to waste any time. I think they're just the significantly better team. I don't think the Knicks are that amazing, and I think Miami can get it done, and they're playing, uh, they're playing really well right now. I mean, it all started with the Milwaukee series, and they have let it come into this series as well. Yeah, pretty crazy after this year that, they're, that they've had that they're <clears throat> going to be in the conference finals. and. You know, maybe the finals again, even. Um, yeah, the East is definitely up for grabs right now. Yeah. I mean, and Miami's playing as well as anybody right now. So, so the other uh, the other matchup in the East, this looked like this could be a series that was over. Um, the Sixers won Game One, kind of a miracle win without Embiid, and then lost both games or the next two games with Embiid. And it looked like I think Boston's just better, and that Game One was a little little weird. It happens sometimes. Um, but Philly pulled off another big um, upset in Boston, there, or not, or at home um, in Game Four. They uh, were able to, to tie it. That was another Harden shot, right? Or did Harden have another game-winning shot? Harden had the game-winning um, yeah. shot. Um, but either way, yeah, another another big shot from Harden, and um, it's tied two-two. And right now, Philly is actually up. By 14 points in Boston. Yeah, that's significant that it's in Boston because if it uh, if they go up 3-2, then they get to come home. So, And that uh, <clears throat> that game five in a 2-2 series is always very pivotal. Everyone says that's like, you know, 80% of the teams that win that game win the series. So. And that could be a good transition to go into the next series as the Phoenix Suns and Denver Nuggets are uh, will be playing game five this evening. And both teams are undefeated at home. Which brings us to a 2-2 series tie going to Denver tonight. Kind of surprised. Denver is six and a half point favorites. So, I mean, they're getting the 
the home respect. Uh, they've been playing well at home, but I mean, the Suns yeah, are I mean, still a just, good team. I think you just have to look at that. 34-7 and seven at home. Yeah. Uh, Denver has always been a good home team, getting that altitude air. Yeah. Um, it's just always been difficult for, for teams. And, and you saw Denver look way better, um, way more in control in those those games. Um, yeah, the story of the, the two games in Phoenix, Denver could have won either one. They were, they were, I don't want to say super close, but they were the second game because I think the first game wasn't down to the wire, but Denver did, made a comeback and could have won that one. Um, but Phoenix just played way better offensively. They got more contributions from the bench, and that was all without Chris Paul, who uh, got hurt halfway through game two. And the other guys stepped up in games three and four. Uh, I think most notably Landry Shamit would take like a 12-point or 15-point fourth quarter in game four that, that really – uh, allowed Phoenix to stay ahead the whole the whole way, um, and yeah, Devin Booker is just it's just not it's not even the total points. It is the efficiency, which is crazy because I've never been a huge fan of the guy. I think he was like, well, he scores a lot of points on a bad team. That was what I thought of him three years ago. I was okay, that's great. You could score seventy points in a game, and you score twenty five a game. Your team is shit. So um, are you are you scoring efficiently? And the answer was no. Because he just wasn't a, a big three point shooter, but I think I saw he's shooting like over seventy percent on the series. It's it's insane how efficient he's been, uh, not just scoring a ton of points. So, is he actually going to keep that up? Is he really the best player in the NBA now? I don't think so, but it's been a it's been a nice run here for him. Um, but now he's going into Denver, and it's just always harder to do that. So maybe he'll still get his points tonight, but he'll take more shots to do it. We'll have to see. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think the other thing we got to talk about is the the Jokic versus the new Phoenix oh, owner. Yeah. That was a uh, pretty funny. We were watching that game live on Sunday, and I saw the incident. And then I even said to people like that didn't know right away. I was like, "Hey, that's the the Suns owner," and it was just kind of a th- interesting thing. Because obviously, it was the Suns owner definitely flopped a little bit there. But you know, Jokic sure. did Jokic did you know extend an arm. He did kind of shove him. And at the end of the day, I almost wonder if Jokic even knew that was the Suns owner because he is a new owner. Jokic, I feel like, is a type of guy that's not going to pay attention to stuff like that. And I think he, for all he knew, it was just fans that were right there. And he was kind of like, hey, you know, like, get off me. And one fan in that incident actually did get ejected because he did actually, like, tap shoulder, shoulder, wow, tap Jokic on the shoulder and, like, kind of like, you know, just to, like, touch him but bother him. And it's like, hey, that's an absolute no goat and so that fan was ejected and they did say that there will be no consequences for Jokic and I you know think that's the right call well, I believe he was fine, but yeah. okay but I mean the suspension I should there's, have said that's then. no consequence um <clears throat> also no they weren't giving the ball back to him like all he wants is these idiots to just shut up and give him the ball so they, they can continue playing yeah Obviously, you want to move quickly, like you know, instance in like soccer when you can. And I agree. I I sincerely d- doubt he had any idea who that guy was. Oh, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, especially heat of the moment like that, everything's going so quickly. You just think it's probably some like scummy front row seat dude. I don't know. Which is also the truth, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Andy uh, does talking, not speak yeah. kindly of him. Yeah, I'm talking off, to Sean about this guy. He's, he's just up. He's a mortgage guy. His dad made the mortgage company. Now he took it over, and now he bought a team. And it's just like uh, this guy's annoying. Um, I, I also said that for Game Five, they should the Denver Nuggets should invite him, give him front row seats, 
and then give the Jokic brothers second row seats uh, <laughs> right behind them. Yeah, see how that goes. That, uh, that reminds me of Happy Gilmore when he's about to yell at the guy and he looks over. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, well, now on to the final series, the series that has been Andy. I mean, Sean and I's favorite. Probably not so much Andy's, but the L.A. Lakers. I actually stayed up and watched up three that to- game last night. I turned it off when there was a uh, 1.4 seconds left because that was uh, uh, over. But I watched the the explosion of Lonnie Walker. Congratulations. Yeah, that was a cool thing to see. And I was uh, listening to what the announcers were saying about that is that uh, Lonnie Walker hadn't been playing much in the postseason. I think we actually kind of even talked about that a little bit, maybe off camera last week. And it was because, you know, we were saying that Austin Reeves has been playing his position and he's been playing it well. And uh, I, uh, game two when the – Lakers got blown out by uh, the Golden State Warriors. Lonnie Walker played in, you know, what they call garbage time when it's, you know, you're bringing in all your reserves. There's, you know, five minutes left in the game and a team's up by like 25 or whatever. And he played well and well enough that Darvin Ham was like, okay, you know what? I think we will see what he can do. And then game three, he played a little bit more and had 12 points and then comes in game four and has an amazing fourth quarter. And I think the thing I liked the most about it was the fact, too, that he was shooting with confidence. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just open, I'm going to shoot. It was like he wanted the ball, he was doing dribbles, and then he was pulling up from 20 feet with a defender in his face. And he really was playing with a lot of confidence. And, you know, like Andy being a basketball, being basketball novices. Novices? Is that how you would say that? Basketball novice? That's what you're trying to say. That we know a lot. We're experts. Novice is, is the opposite. Okay. Being, ba- I'll just say experts. I'll keep okay, this yeah, easy. Expert. Yeah, that's good. Being basketball <laughs> experts, you know, we've seen Lonnie Walker play before at San Antonio, and I mean, the guy can score. He has, he has his moments. He's definitely able to do stuff like that. I even remember him in college. Was it Miami? Yeah. So, not a bad player, and uh, it was pretty cool to see him be the one that took over. And that's that's what helps teams win championships. Is you get to the point where you do have, uh, those unsung heroes. You know, the guys you least suspect expect and. D'Angelo Russell, who had a monster game three, was having an awful game four. And so Darvin Ham made the switch in the fourth quarter. And it was like, you know what? Lonnie Walker's going out there, not D'Angelo. And Lonnie Walker started hot, stayed hot, and got to play the whole fourth quarter. And it led to a huge Laker victory that brings them up 3-1. And I will say, though, even as a Lakers fan, I'm still not, you know, I don't, I'm not looking at this like, oh, we're up 3-1. This is like, you know, it's it's all said and done because. I know it's not. Two out of the next three are still in Golden State. Uh, Golden State can easily win game five. I wouldn't be surprised if they do win game five, especially if the Lakers don't go out and play it like they're the ones down three to one. And the next thing you know, you got a 3-2 series lead. And, you know, if they win game six, then, you know, it's you're actually – then you get to the point where you're actually in trouble. I'm you sure, do not want to go back to I Golden State. I wouldn't be surprised if you've seen that Corgi shooting uh, that ball. I have. He's 100% so far. Yeah, I know. It's. So, uh, I said I told my very friends I would kill that dog if that came to fruition, because he did. I don't know if has it. Have you seen this, Andy? No. This corgi, they throw him a basketball, and he's got like, like little a little trash uh, like cans. inflatable ball. Yeah, and he hits it with his nose on a staircase, and it jumps in to a, a bucket, and then they're saying like, okay, that's who's going to win this. They did it with hockey too, I think, or whatever, and they showed him do it for the whole seven game series for the uh, Lakers and Warriors, and it literally went. Lakers, Warriors, Lakers, Lakers, and then Warriors, Warriors, Warriors. So, yeah, that dog's dead if that happens. We're yeah. going to find out where that dog lives. 
Yep. And we're going to murder. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anybody listening to this, I am not, I don't uh, condone murdering dogs. Yeah. Unless they're picking against the Lakers. But yeah, I've not been a fan of the series. I've, I've been very impressed with their yeah. free throw shooting. Um, I've <clears throat> been a huge voice about how awful their free throws have been in years past. And uh, have they continued and been 100%? most of the last two games. I don't know if they closed out both games at that, but very uh, impressive nonetheless. Yeah, free throws help you. But uh, Andy, what were what are your thoughts here? I uh, just it's not fair that the <laughs> Lakers get to have a good season again. By the way, fair. sorry, Andy, they were twenty for twenty last night. Yeah. The Warriors, I think, shot pretty well at the free throw line too. I think nine of twelve. Eh, I guess not as well as I thought. No, it's not good. But I'm just saying um, that uh, you miss three of those, that that's a tie ball game. Yeah. And if they missed all 20, it would have been a blowout. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, okay, let's, let's let Andy take the floor here because I know I was actually thinking this when I got here about saying how the way the Lakers season was and then the fact that, you know, Andy's the big Clippers guy and they definitely had a better team, better roster, and then here's the Lakers one game away from the Western Finals and – I know Andy must really feel like it's not. Yeah, I mean, it fair. just seems too too easy that this all worked out for them. Um, it's not like they they built a, a great team. I still don't think they're a great team. I think it's just, I don't think the Warriors are a great team, and everything's kind of worked out. Um, it's a down year for like everybody, um, but just like and it's, it's certainly <laughs> conceivable the Lakers win a title, and that's and, ridiculous because this is not that great of a team, and it's everyone's past their prime here. Um, and it's like it's so hard to win a title, but also not for the Lakers. They can just put bullshit together and somehow it all works out. I mean, and to your point, it is definitely a weird year because there's four series left and the two teams that are up 3-1 is an eight seed and a seven seed. And that seven seed is going against a six seed and the other eight seed is going and the eight seed is going against a four seed, I believe. Right. right or five? five? Five. Yeah. So that tells you right there. Uh, basketball, I've always been one of those guys that have said over the last few years that it just seems like it's always the, you know, one, two teams against each other in the, in the, fi- in the Western Eastern finals. And, you know, it's all bullshit, but this year has been a little, has been different. And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's that. Any other things to talk about with the NBA here or shall we move on to another sport? Yeah, let's uh, move on. over to baseball. Baseball. Baseball, baseball. We're about uh what thirty games in or forty games in? Thirty, a little over thirty. Yeah, I think a little over thirty. Now, so, so let's uh, Andy. I know he's got some good talking points here. Yeah, just an early season update. Um, so Tampa, remember they started out thirteen and zero. Yes. Um, well, they've gone sixteen and seven since, so still pretty great. Yeah, that's um, amazing. So they have, still, they have uh, quite a good record at right now, twenty nine seven. Um, what is interesting in that division? The Yankees are in last place. Um, so disappointing to be in last place, but not the worst season. They're 19 and 17. So they're still over 500, yet they are in last <clears> place. <throat> that means every team in the AL East is over 500. This is sometimes when I feel like divisions are just, it sucks. It should, I feel like I've always just been a guy that's been like, it should just be the best teams. I mean, how fair is that for you that if you end up being, what if, you know, you have a record better than like 80% of the league, 90% of the league, but because you happen to be in the division that had everybody good. And that's a notable game right there, though. We should talk about the Baltimore Orioles, 22-13, and 13, and they're currently beating the Tampa Bay Rays 4-2 to two in the seventh inning. So, you know, 
there's that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if that ends up. I don't think all five will be over 500 at the end of the season, but um, they're all Can you? Uh, we're over here looking at the computer. Can you click that Cincinnati and Mets box score really quick? All right, you're, you're, you're getting ahead of yourself. Oh, shit, am I? No, I mean, well, you, you didn't have whatever it on you want to say. Whatever you want to say. Oh, never mind. I thought somebody else started. Okay. That's my fault. Earlier today, I thought it was Scherzer was supposed to take the start. Mm. And I was going to mention how he got suspended for sticky substance and his start after that wasn't good. And I thought he was going to start this game, which was going to, I was going to say, if they're getting beat up like that, then his start is also not good. So that's my fault. Earlier today, I think he was supposed to start, though, or at least I don't know if it was a scratch or what. But I know I saw his name somewhere. Maybe that was yeah. yesterday. I don't know. Uh, well, the next thing I have here, the Texas Rangers are off to a good start. Uh, they're first in the AL West, um, and they're second in run differential in the entire MLB. So uh, second behind Tampa Bay right now, uh, but better than any National League team. So uh, the Rangers have spent a lot of money over, over the past couple of years, and maybe it's paying off, um, although the big money they spent on DeGrom hasn't really – worked yet uh he's not been uh healthy like he keeps getting hurt and but he is having a decent start when he has pitched yeah it's just hard he's just not reliable and you don't know if he's gonna be reliable over the course of the season um but yeah that's good for them 21 and 13 that's uh they haven't i feel like they haven't been in the playoffs in over a decade now so probably one of the the longer droughts Um, yeah, who knows? The last time I remember them in the playoffs was would have been when they lost the World, World Series, Series to the Giants. I think they went another <clears throat> year after that. Yeah, I'm sure with they that, did. Like court, but they did not win. Uh, and the in the National League, the Braves, who were projected to be good, already have a seven game lead in their division, which is surprising because the Mets and the Phillies were thought to be pretty good. They've spent a lot of money. Um, both teams are under 500 right now, so the Mets are seven games back of the Braves. The Phillies are eight, so uh, the money they spent has not worked out. The Braves are still to figure out how to put together put together a good team. They always bring people up that seem to be good, and, uh, just to get a good a good franchise there. Um, yeah, and the Central, the Pirates surprise team. They're still still in first place. Um, they had that great like stretch, but they're three and seven in their last ten now. Um, I think I think they won like eight in a row, nine in a row, or something, but. Um, yeah, I don't think they're one of those teams that's going to hang around the whole season, but a uh, nice little month for them. Um, but what's notable in that division is that the St. Louis Cardinals are in last. I think the Cardinals are probably the favorite coming into this season in that division, but they are uh, not only are they last, they are, I think, the second, yeah, the third worst team in baseball right now, uh, which is pretty alarming. So they're 12 and 24 so far. Pretty bad. Yeah, that is bad. They were supposed to. Yeah, you would have thought those teams would have been flipped. Yeah. But, uh, and then in the West, the Dodgers did get back into first place. Yeah, they're playing well. Nice comeback victory the other night. Yeah, they've had a, a nice couple weeks, eight and 10, and, or eight and two in their last 10. I say um, eight and 10 would not have been very yeah. good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's still close. Padres are still hanging around. They're not, they're not bad. The Diamondbacks got to give credit where credit's yeah, due. And Diamondbacks are only half a game out. So the Diamondbacks I mean, were thought to be hey, better this year, and they they remember been, so. we. I feel like this was remember a few years ago when we didn't think Diamondbacks would be that good, and next thing you know they were in like that play-in game against the Rockies or something like that, like four or five years ago. Might have been longer than that, even. Yeah, it could have been. But uh, and another quick thing we want, I wanted to touch in with baseball. Are you are we uh, done for MLB? You can go ahead. Was uh, 
So there was some controversy that broke with uh, college baseball as an investigation started where uh, there was a little bit of a, they thought the games were uh, being fixed a little bit in a, for the Alabama baseball team, but not, I shouldn't say fixed, but like that the coach was betting on his own team and whatnot. And usually when you bet on your own team, you do it to lose because it's easier to have your team lose a game than win a game because you can do little things that, make you lose and one of the things that i saw that he had that he did that i had read was that uh about an hour before the game he's his starter got scratched and he had told his a relief pitcher an hour before that hey you're gonna start this game and obviously as a pitcher you see it i mean you need you know all sort you need more time than an hour to know you're starting a game because it's you got to go into you know mentally get ready physically uh you know stretch warm up all that stuff i mean it's a lot different uh when you uh, think you're going to start a game compared to when you're not going to start a game and it got to the point where sports books started uh catching on to this and they made it so you couldn't bet on alabama baseball anywhere and then uh you know all this just started happening and it really just goes to show that it's like i know that you know they're making baseball i'm sorry they're making gambling sports betting legal in more states and this is kind of the stuff they were afraid of, I think, of happening uh, because it becomes easier to be able to bet on sports when you're able to just download an app now to your phone if you're in a certain area code and be able to bet on anything. And especially, I feel like in uh, uh, college sports, you know, when teams aren't going to, you know, players might not, you know, be going to the next level or making that much is you know, you can mess around with it. And that was a few of the things is there was one bet that I know was a, a significantly large bet on an Alabama LSU game, which I believe was the game where the coach told the starter, I mean, the pitcher an hour before the game, he was going to start. And LSU did win that game eight to six. And so those were some things. And, you know, I remember hearing a long time ago that they said, you know, if they were to ever make sports betting legal, that one of the things they would do is make it so you couldn't bet on like local college teams because of stuff like that. And I always say, Imagine if it was like, you know, college basketball. And it's like, if you were in California and we were in Orange County and we were able to just go to a place and bet on a UC Riverside game, for all they know, my cousin's the starting point guard there. And I know that he's not going to the pros. And I could be like, hey, you guys are favored by 13 against, you know, San Diego. How about you guys only win by eight points, you know, less than 13. And it's, that shit happens all the time. I mean, it's obviously if you get caught, you're fucked, but, and this coach, I mean, I mean, I don't know too much what the update on it is, but uh, I do know that if you were to be convicted of that, it's no different than insider trading. If you're actually, you know, doing things on purpose to lose and you're betting on that to make money. And uh, yeah, I mean, Hey, and that's the reason why Pete Rose is in the hall of fame. The guy that leads the major league baseball history and most hits isn't in the hall of fame because of, stuff like this. So I don't know. And the ironic thing is I have seen Pete Rose at the, at a sports book in Vegas when I was like 22, 23. So kind of funny, but you know, obviously much past his coaching days at that point. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Cause then shortly after that, I just saw a couple days ago, I haven't looked too much into it, but then Iowa baseball was under investigation. So, you know, I think this is something that's going to keep happening and especially in college sports as it becomes legal more and more throughout over, you know, throughout the country. So it'll be something to definitely be keeping an eye on. And sports betting, I think, now is more popular than it's ever been. I mean, you see people posting it all the time. You know, everybody's 
enjoys doing it at like any age now. And it's, you know, I feel like it is going to be to a point where, you know, it could be easy, especially for these lower teams and lower players that, like I said, aren't going to the next round, uh, you know, aren't, they aren't going to have their careers extend beyond college that why not try to make a few extra bucks. And, you know, obviously when you're a 19, 20 year old, you're arrogant to everything. I think you can get away with anything and, you come to realize that no, these guys are smart. They know what they're doing to make sure shit like that doesn't happen. But yeah, just a quick little thing there. Well, uh, should we move things over to uh, the NHL? Yes, we should. The NHL playoffs have been exciting like they always are. And right now we'll start with the East Coast. We got the <clears throat> New Jersey Devils. Uh at home today in game four, currently down two to one in the series. And it's looking like they're going to be on their way to being down three to one because the Carolina Hurricanes are beating them five to one in the second period with seven minutes to go. And if they win that game, they go to Carolina. And Carolina is a very good team. I think right now you could make the case that I think Carolina could should be the favorite to win it all. And <clears throat> they're looking like they're in control right now to move on to the next round. And then the other matchup in the East, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers are just hot. They, as we talked about last week, they won three in a row to take out the Boston Bruins. And now they are up 3-0 on the Maple Leafs. They won the first two in Toronto. They won an overtime thriller uh, in game uh, three. And they're still good to be home for game four. And they're just hot right now. And Toronto's starting goalie did get hurt last game. I don't know the, you know how serious it is, but he did leave the game and didn't return. And uh, Florida's just playing really well. And you know I talked about this a little bit uh, with a buddy of mine yesterday, and I've talked about this before in the past with hockey, where it always seems like the teams that are fighting for their playoffs, you know, go all the way down to the final game, which is what Florida did. You just go in and already into the playoffs in fight mode. And you see why they call it the presidential curse, which is the best record in the NHL, because those teams clinch about a month out of the playoffs, month and a half, but they already know, you know, two months out that, you know, hey, we're going to the playoffs and you start to lose that, that fight. And you see the number one seeds get upset all the time in the NHL. And Florida Panthers are playing with that fight in them and now they're a game away of going to the Eastern Finals. And it really does look like it is going to be Florida versus Carolina in the Eastern Finals. Uh, very rarely do you see a team come back 3-0. We've seen teams come back 3-0, but it is, it is rare. I think the most notable one I can remember was when the Philadelphia Flyers came back 3-0 in the Eastern Finals against the Bruins. Uh, but <clears throat> it doesn't happen too often. Uh, and then moving on to the West, we've got Seattle and Dallas. Seattle currently up 2-1. Another team that's only been in this is only like their third year, I believe, in the NHL. And they are they're playing well. Uh, they're at home this evening. So a good chance to go up three to one. Even though Dallas is actually a significant favorite. You know, they uh Dallas was a very good team this year. They're still the betting market is still high on Dallas, and uh they think Dallas is gonna come and win this, you know, could be what a must-win situation. So that series has been pretty good. And then the other series, the Vegas Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. <clears throat> uh, Vegas Knights are up two to one in the series. They go to Edmonton or they stay in Edmonton. They played game three in Edmonton. Uh, and the story of that series so far was that uh, 
Dreisaitl on Edmonton has been playing lights out. He had a stretch between game two and game three. It was actually a four-period stretch, pretty much, where he had like six goals. I mean, he's been playing out of his mind. Uh, he had four goals in game one. He had two goals in game two. And that four-goal game in game one, they actually lost. They lost, I believe, six to four. And then they went out and they won game two. And then they go and they lose game three at home. Uh, big game tomorrow night for them because uh, you do not want to go down 3-1 going back to Vegas. Uh, and that, that's a series that I just straight up think is going to go seven. I think all the rest of these series might end before seven, but this series I think for sure goes seven. I just have a gut feeling about that. It's just two teams I think are just going to continue to go back and forth. And uh, yeah, should be exciting and should be a, continue to be an exciting uh, rest of the NHL playoffs. It's always It's always fun to watch. So stay tuned with that. Keep your eyes on that. Oh, yeah. All right. How about closing things out with soccer? Yes. The Champions League uh, first leg was today of what we've talked about. It's the two best teams left, and it's not even close. Uh, Real Madrid, who is always in this thing. They won it last year. They win it often. Versus Manchester City. And it went as advertised. Uh, Real Madrid scored a goal in a... The 36th minute today to go up 1-0, and then Man City tied it in the 67th minute to make it 1-1, and that ended up being the final score. And that was big for Man City because now they get to go back home where they will be probably pretty significant favorites just because they are the best team in the world, and it, there's not even really a close second in my opinion. Um, but again, Real Madrid's one of those teams that just they play this tournament well. They're always in like the final four, it seems like. So I wouldn't doubt if they can... Maybe that game's 1-1, and then maybe they go to an overtime or shootout. And if that's the case, then it's anybody's game if you go to a shootout, especially in soccer, because they kick it from, like, fucking 12 feet away. So it's anybody's uh, game if it gets to that point. But, uh, you know, this, this was the matchup I would have liked to see in the finals. Uh, I mean, if this, was, if this was the finals, I mean, as you see, they drew through 90 minutes. So, I mean, this could have been an you know, overtime game, uh, possibly shootout. You know, it would have been exciting. And I just fear that whoever this team has to play, whether it's AC Milan or it's Inter Milan, that we're going to see like a 3-1 Champions League win. You know, it kind of reminds me when France played uh, Croatia in the World Cup back in 2018, where it was like, okay, France is a very good team and Croatia just happened to have a very good tournament. So they got to play them and then they end up beating them like 4-2 to in the finals or something like that. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I, did you get a chance to pay attention to this at all today? No, I don't I mean I checked in on it and then no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I didn't final, either. I was at work. Result. Yeah, I mean that's the problem is is the final will be on a Saturday. Uh these games are on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, so they're not made for us, I guess. Yeah, no. I'm they're... sure it's prime time somewhere. Yeah. Uh, just back in, in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, well, I think it'll be uh second leg should be good. I mean the AC Milan Inter Milan, I'm not really looking forward to that. Yeah, so you can see that tomorrow, but yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll touch about it next week when we know what happened, but not what I'm looking forward to. But yeah, I think that's uh is that gonna wrap us up? Yeah. Yep. Good. You've been listening to episode three hundred and twenty-three of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me we had Off-Road Andy. Yes. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. See you later. <laughs>